Welcome one, welcome all. Thursday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We're up and running. Good to have Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, on with us just a little bit earlier. In case you missed it, you can hear it coming up in the last hour of the program. Um, a lot of good stuff uh, to check in on. We're going to talk with Mark Schofield, and uh, he is of NFL Wire. We'll talk with him as we look around the rest of the National Football League. We talked in the first hour about the other games that are upcoming, uh, your level of confidence in each game. If you have to put your confidence level, uh, my number one confidence level game is uh, the Packers getting a win over the 49ers. Uh, my number two is the Titans beating Cincinnati. My number three is um, uh, the Chiefs at home beating the Bills. And my my least confident game is probably going to be the Rams and the Buccaneers. I just I get the sense that if uh, there's going to be a road team that's going to win this weekend, it's going to be the Rams. So we'll see. Uh, a couple of things to talk about. Uh, we were uh, mentioning just before, and, and a lot of questions about why the Packers cut loose King, uh, Kingsley Kiki. Um, now, Kingsley Kiki, uh, go back to, uh, he hasn't played since week 15, remember. He was a healthy scratch on Christmas Day. He spent a week on the COVID list. Um, he was not uh, available for the Browns game, remember. Uh, and they called it a, quote, personal matter. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, got, I got to think something else is going on behind the scenes. We're, we're not, we don't get in that locker room, so we don't get the, the rumors and innuendos that we used to get. Uh, it's, it's very hard to get all of that, you know, unless somebody speaks out of school. So we only know what we know. But you got to think there's something else going on there uh, because it wasn't when they cut him loose and they were questioned about it. Matt LaFleur didn't say, oh, you know what, it was just a roster thing and we wish him nothing but the best and blah, blah, blah. It, it was none of that. It was just like, nope, personal matter, we're just going to move on. So something happened. But also in the grand schemes, he is not necessarily suited to be a defensive end going up against tackles. He's, he's, he's not long enough. He's just not. He's more, he's more suited to be a nose tackle. And you're not going to unseat Kenny Clark. So when you get tied up with some of these longer, lengthier, a little bit quicker uh, uh, you know, offensive tackles, he was never going to be overwhelmingly successful playing on the outside. He needs to be on the inside. And that's where he really makes his bones. T.J. Slayton is a bigger, longer version of Kingsley Kiki, and hopefully T.J. Slayton shows us more and more flashes. Jack Heflin as well. Uh, Dean Lowry obviously has picked up his season. Tyler Lancaster's having a decent season, nothing overwhelming. But Kingsley Kiki, I mean, he finished this season with 23 tackles, 2.5 sacks, which gives him 54 tackles and 6.5 sacks in 41 games in three seasons. So not huge numbers, decent. But again, there one game he would show you, and, and you'd be like, wow, here comes Kingsley Kiki. This is what you've been looking for all along. And then for three, four weeks, he just goes away. It's like he's non-existent. And you can't have that. There's too much inconsistency. And then you take into account when you start to look at the roster and you think to yourself, you know, you've got guys like Whitney Merciless, Randall Cobb, Zadarius Smith. They're all getting ready to come back. You need to make roster spots for these guys. So you take your weakest link and you get rid of them. And unfortunately, that's Kingsley Kiki. So you put in whatever problems there are and the fact that he is a flasher. And you say, you know what? It's it's not enough to kind of put up with it. So they made the move. They went ahead and moved on. And Kingsley Kiki no more.
I, I think he'll. I think he'll hang on with somebody else. I think if he becomes a nose tackle, or or a, a down lineman in a a front uh, front four, he's better suited for that. He's not suited for uh, more of a DN type of defensive person. Um, this one's from. Uh, this is from Ronald. Says, why don't the Packers ever try something fancy? I mean, where Cobb or Adams throws the ball, uh, this is all in time. Who's to say they won't? You don't do it if you don't need it. You don't do it if you don't need it. Just remember that. If you're winning games, you're not showing anything. You're not showing teams what you can't. What you do throughout the season, we talk about this all the time. There's some plays that they'll run and people are like, why do you do this? Well, because down the road... You'll hear a team, when you get into a certain formation, go, okay, it's going to such and such. It's like the Packers did. Packers did it against Detroit. 14, 14, 14, 14's getting the ball, 14's getting the ball. And then everybody crashed, everybody got out of position, and then they run the flea flicker. Because they had seen that play over and over again. And then you run an offshoot of that play, and then you go, there you go, I got them. I got them looking. I got them thinking that they knew exactly what it is we were going to run because we've done this, we've showed this. And they think this is what's coming, and then we run a different offshoot of that. So that's the reason you don't run a bunch of flea flickers or specialty plays in the regular season. You're, you're trying not to show that stuff. You only do it if it's you – know, you pull that out of your quiver as, as, as last, last chance desperation or like the, like the Lions did, we got nothing to lose. Let's just go out and just, let's throw the playbook out there. This is our Super Bowl. You know, we only got a few wins on the season. The team that is the best in the NFC with the best quarterback who's going to win the MVP, let's throw it all out against them. Let's make these guys look bad. Let's let's go out on a high note, build some momentum, get a win, go into the postseason in the right frame of mind, and get after it when we come back via mini camps after the draft. Let's, let's do that. And that's what they did. Kudos to them. Dan Campbell, I, I like his attitude. Hopefully that translates, not necessarily against the Packers, but hopefully that translates a little bit better down the road for the Lions franchise. But that's the reason you don't run a lot of that stuff. Doesn't mean they don't have it, because they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Doesn't mean they don't have it, but, but yeah, they can. Um, can San Fran pick up Kiki this week for inside intel before uh, this week's game, or is there a protocol that they have to go through? That's a great question. My assumption is if you're cut, you can go anywhere. But if they would pick him up, that means they have to make a roster spot for him of some type. And I don't think you're going to do that. Not just for intel. But that's a, that's a great point. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. Uh, Gary says trick plays are the sign of weakness. A panic move. Dallas did it uh, very early. So did Arizona. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't necessarily run trick plays early on. Uh, you you you'll, you'll do it if, if if there's an opportunity. Okay, trick plays aren't aren't always the sign of weakness. But let's just say that you've got a really aggressive defense and they're coming after you. You know, and they've seen that Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb in motion 
play numerous times where it looks like he's going to run this wheel route, right? And they crash on that. They crash hard. And then you can leak Aaron Rodgers out to the backside, and, and you can direct snap that even to Randall Cobb. There's an offshoot of that. If you can catch him and say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to put you back in your place when it comes to your over-aggressiveness, yeah, you go ahead and do it. If there's a, a real legitimate shot of it working, you, there's no problem to do, in doing it. But only if it's if it's real. Otherwise, I agree with you. It's it's pretty much the desperation move of a team that's trying to throw anything and everything out there just to get beyond it. Uh, this is uh, it says rust is real, Bill. A lot of pressure will be on Rodgers. I expect a Green Bay's offense to come out rusty. It will be an ugly, low-scoring game. Green Bay Green Bay's going to win or lose by a field goal. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. Sky Hill Tribes writes that. I hope you're wrong. I, uh, I But the whole rest and rust thing, it's been talked about a lot. A lot. You know what's funny is nobody's talking about it in uh, in Tennessee. They're talking about getting healthy, the body's getting back, you know, Derrick Henry coming back. There, there's no talk of rust. There's no talk of getting out of the gate slow. Then again, they don't have the same pressure on Tannehill that they do on Rodgers. But I get it. But there's no talk of that right now down in Tennessee, having the week off, having that bye week off. The only thing we ever talk about is, what is the record coming out of a bye? And it hasn't been good under Matt LaFleur. That's my concern. If if there's one thing that I can circle and say, okay, take your red pen and go, whoop, there's a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Um... Story that just came out on MSN that Garoppolo may not be able to start because of his shoulder injury. I have not seen that. I'd have to take a look at it. Uh, I do know I was, uh, and by the way, we're going to talk to 49ers NFL reporter uh, and from the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times. uh, uh, Cam Inman is going to join us uh, a little bit later on today. We'll get his thoughts to preview the 49ers. We'll get his thoughts on whether or not he thinks Garoppolo is going to go. Uh, but uh, from all intents and purposes, everything I've read, he's not going to be 100%, but he's going to go. He's expected to play. And he was the guy that did their walkthrough yesterday. He's been at practice and practicing each and every day this week. Uh, I mean, I mean, I know he's on it, but yesterday he was a full participant yesterday at practice as we got the updated uh, injury report from yesterday. So I, I'm, I'm thinking he'll be uh, he'll be good to go. Now he he's not going to be 100, percent but I, I get what you're saying. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Rick says there's going to be a lot of Cincy fans in Nashville. Uh, they don't travel like Packers fans do. I'll tell you that right now. I think the only reason they're driving to Nashville one, it's not far away. It is uh, Nashville's what about seven hour drive. From Cincinnati, if that. So it's not a bad drive. You can you can you don't have to fly there. You can you can get there in a car, but they're not as um, passionate a fan base as others that are out there. And that would mean that you know um, people from Nashville, uh, which is by the way, it's a very transient city. There's not many people that are born and bred in Nashville. There's a lot of people that moved there during the boom. It's like Arizona. 
It's like Carolina in the Carolinas. It's like Florida. There's not a lot of people that are born and bred there. There's a lot of people that move there from other parts because of the life or the retirement or the lifestyle or what have you. But but uh, there will be some fans in the stands, but not not a lot. I, I can't I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of Cincinnati fans in the stands there. I think it's going to still be overwhelmingly um, Tennessee Titan fans. Uh, but going back to the point that Matt LaFleur had, and I think that's a legit point, um, Matt LaFleur is pleading with fans in two different on two different levels. On two different levels. And uh, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. Because um, if you are a fan going to the game, you tell me, especially if you're a season ticket holder, I got some questions for you, okay? Especially if you're a season ticket holder, I have some questions for you. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at quick trip top tier alternative fuels no fee atms which i love whenever i'm out and about need some cash stop in no fee atms love that in addition to that uh, they have the beer cave they have the pothole pizzas the fried chicken is just out of this world it's it's better than any fast food chicken you're going to get uh it just is it's fantastic and if you're heading to the game this weekend stop by head on up Head on up to uh, to any quick trip. Fill up on your tailgate fare, and you're good to go. Good to go. But but so many reasons to stop in a quick trip. And it's just a gem in the state of Wisconsin. We all know that. We all love it. Every time you leave the state, no matter where it is you are, you go someplace else, you walk in, you're like, yeah, this isn't quick trip. I do it all the time. All the time. Uh, I was, when when we traveled to uh, Sturgis this year, it was we were charting the quick trips going through Minnesota, getting out past Worthington and such, going, okay, which one's the last one? Which one's the last one? And then we found the last one just I said, okay, that's what we have to get to. That's the gas. So in the RV, we needed enough gas to get to that one so we could fill up and just go, oh, and relax and get to quick trip. That's that's how desperately we enjoyed quick trip. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So Matt LaFleur is um is pleading with fans. Get crazy. Get loud. Do it at the right time. When the Packers are on offense, shh, shh, quiet, shh, shh. But when they're on defense, get nuts. Make it a very difficult place to play. Matt LaFleur is pleading with you. And then the other plead becomes, if you're going to sell your tickets, if you're not going to go because of the cold, you just don't want to go, whatever. Don't sell your tickets to 49er fans. So my question is, for you season ticket holders specifically, um, are you one, first of all, that sells tickets? 
Uh, is it on secondary market, or do you make sure that your tickets go to other Packers fans? That's first. And then secondly, um, because we did this topic. I didn't really do a topic. We kind of got into this little bit of an immersion of discussion. I think it was yesterday or the day before. We just talked about, you know, Lambeau Field not being overwhelmingly loud at times. And it used to be like just this deafening place to go, and it has at times been, and at times it's not. Sometimes it's just the opponent. Sometimes it's the game. Okay. Um, And I understand all of that. So the question I have for you is, um, for, for season ticket holders, is it is it changing for the better? Is it changing for the worse when it comes to loud, when it comes to etiquette, when it comes to, you know, sell, selling your tickets to outside entities? Because I know with the digital tickets, it's hard to kind of move those things to the secondary market, isn't it? I, 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 I mean, I know there's great places like our buddy Mike from Connections Ticket Service in Milwaukee. They still do a, a thriving business. They still have the ability for secondary market. But... Is it something that more and more people are doing because of the difficulty in selling it and being digital and such? Or is it just that easy and it's no big deal and what have you? Um, the well, Gary says you can't sell them to ticket brokers. Angela says only sell them to friends that are Packers fans. Phil says, I know the Packers are dominating the news headlines, but what is your thoughts on the MLB lockout? Uh, I've said all along, real quick, Phil, and I'll, I'll interject this. I talked about it in the first hour of the show, but uh, I say by mid-March is when we should start seeing some spring training. I don't know at what level. I don't know if it's going to be pitchers and catchers reporting and they're going to push the start of the season back. I, I know they don't want to because the owners lost a lot of money over the last couple of years. They want to get a full season in. They want to make money off of spring training. So um, we're waiting to see what the Players Association is going to come back with after uh, they – they looked very much down their nose at you know MLB's first offer, so we'll wait and see. But all, right now, no news is good news where they're not publicly sniping back and forth. So there you go. Uh, this one says uh, from Rick: Our family has four season tickets, and may step uh, and my stepmother sells them via the NFL Ticket Hub. However, my brothers and their wives are going. So okay, so uh, I get it. You're going to sell them. Sometimes you get a boatload of money for them on the secondary market. I understand that. Uh, Anthony says, uh, as a season ticket holder, I only sell my tickets to friends and family. They are then not allowed to sell them to anyone else. Otherwise, I will never give them the opportunity to buy the tickets again. We do have a problem with people in our row telling us to sit down or be quiet. Uh, If it's a third down and I'm up screaming and yelling, they're even getting uh, upset with us at that point. Uh, There's far too many older people that are hanging onto those tickets, and while they are fans, they are not rabid fans like many of us. Um, he goes on. It's a very long email, but uh, appreciate the email, uh, we, which is what we've heard. You know, I mean, they're, they're, look, I'll say this. I always look at it as it's a tug and it's a tug of war because if you're one of those rabid fans and you're up and you're screaming and yelling and you're hopping and you're energized and the whole thing throughout the whole game, you're a pain in the ass. But if you're screaming and yelling at the right time, if you're screaming and yelling uh, on third down, on second down, big play, what have you, all of that stuff, yeah, then you need to be up, you need to be rowdy, you need to be going, you need to you know, have that personality. And if you are one of those people that come to a game and you're not going to stand up, you're not going to be kind of going nuts, if you will, 
then, you know, you can't yell at people who do. There's a fine line there. You know, there's a fine line there for etiquette versus annoyance. But I get it. I get it. Um, 877-867-1670. This is from Madison. Madison says, uh, never sell our tickets. Always up and supporting the pack. We're going to be rowdy. We're going to be ready to go. Uh, And then this is from Jesse who says, even bringing noisemakers. Do they allow you? What what do they allow you to bring in? Is it something that the Packers sell at the pro shop? Or is it something you bring yourself? Now, I would assume being a metal object, are cowbells allowed in? Are you allowed to bring the proverbial cowbell and bug the hell out of everybody in your row? That I don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, Chris says, how do you not know this? Because I don't go in as a fan. When I go, I go in through the media entrance, and we have a whole different etiquette and protocol, and we're not in the press box shaking cowbells. I'm sorry, but we just don't. I appreciate the thought, though, but but I don't know. I don't know what you can and can't bring in as a fan. Uh, Ryan says, way too many people profiting off of this. It's always a discussion in our row. We've been season ticket holders for 27 years. I am never going to tell people what to do with their money. Just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's, I, I, you would hope that people, you know, do do the smart thing, but I'm never going to tell people what to do with their money. Uh, Cheap Noyan says, if it comes down to kicking a field goal and letting the defense win a game instead of going for a touchdown with Aaron Rodgers, does LaFleur do it again like last year? Uh, no way. No way. If it comes down to the same exact circumstances last year, uh, he and Rodgers are on the same page. It's four-down territory. You're going for the touchdown. You're going for the tie. No way you make that same mistake. That was Matt LaFleur blinked, and it was wrong. It was a bad move. Uh, W.I. Northwood says, I never knew there was etiquette at a game within reason. Uh, I like that the screen says when to be quiet. I never knew. Yeah, you know, there, there's, I mean, there's a certain amount of etiquette. You don't want to be that annoying screamer and yeller and the guy that's constantly trying to start the wave. Get up, get up, shut up, shut up. You're annoying me. Let me cheer for my team. I mean, the wave at sporting events is a complete joke. It is so cliche and played, isn't it? It's my least favorite thing in the world. It's pretty much telling on yourself that you're not watching the game or have no interest in it. Yeah. Baseball, I get it because it's baseball, even though I love it. But football, it's it's not the place. Baseball, they do it because you're bored as hell. You know, you've got time, either in between pitches or coming out of an inning. Baseball, yeah, I get it. Basketball, too, I've even seen it where it really gets rowdy. College football in between quarters, okay. But you don't see it very much at uh, NFL games anymore. It's it's played, it's done. There's always that one drunk guy that tries to get everybody together. You know, if it was an organized thing that was being started, say, on the Jumbotron, where it says, Section 1, we're going to start the wave or whatever, and it says, 3, 2, 1, go – 
Then I think the section gets up, and then it begins to kind of permeate throughout the building. But there, it's always started by two drunk guys with their shirts off. Come on, support the team. It's almost like watching Putty off of uh, Seinfeld with his gut painted, screaming, clapping, out of control, that type of thing. It's always started by those guys. Every single time when I would sit there in the press box and I'd look down and you'd see a couple people do it and then it would, then it would just stop, you know, and then they try it again. And you look over with the binoculars and it's always some drunk-ass guy, come on, be a real fan. You can see him screaming and yelling. And it's like, no, no, I'm not following get down a primrose path. I'll tell you that right now. That's not happening. Let me be a fan of my way. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. A lot more to get to as well. We got we got a lot more to get to. We got a lot more coming up. Coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. a butcher in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Paul Roberts and Robert Specialty Meat, they're absolutely fantastic. And if you are looking, grilling season never ends. And if you're looking for something to take with you, do a little grilling this weekend, you can't do anything better than ribs on a stick from our friends at Roberts Specialty Meats. They are just awesome. Awesome. Whether it's the steaks, the chops, or the Al Capone. Oh my goodness. The Al Capone roast is fantastic. Uh, I've said that before. You don't even eat it. You grill it up. Get that thing ooey-gooey, rich and chewy, and then just throw it in your bed and lay with it. It's just an experience. <laughs> ah, good friends over there at Robert Specialty Meats. Go to robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Tell Paul Roberts we said hi. robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. That's robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Stop in. Tell them we sent you because they're just good, good people down there. Good, good people. Uh, let's get back to it. Let's talk to Jeff listening to us in Green Bay. Jeff, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, I'm doing pretty good. Hope you're doing well as, as uh, well, too. Doing great right now. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, just uh, you were talking about uh, experience at the games, season ticket holders, selling mm-hmm. tickets and stuff like that. Uh, what were some of your questions? I've, I mean, I was season ticket holder i have the green gold package well first uh, of all are you allowed to bring in things ticket. have you are allowed to bring in things like noisemakers like cowbells and all that kind of stuff or do they keep that out now um i think if you bring it in it's probably okay but if you use it a lot you're going to get people complaining and contacting the ushers that was my experience one time oh, geez. this was about seven or eight years ago a guy in front of us had one and he overused it politely that's okay. Nice way to say it, I guess. So, um, but yeah, other thing, you know, one guy was had written in saying that, uh, you know, he likes to stand dur- during the big plays and everything. Well, it's been interesting this season. Uh, the last three or four home games, you know, December and January, uh, we've been standing the whole game, and I don't know if that's just a cold weather thing that just started for some reason. But I never remember that. It's always, you know, you stand when there's a big play, third down and short when. Packers right. on defense and so on and so forth. But uh, I don't know if it's w- winter or just different type of thought process, but uh, but it's kind of nice. It's 
stay on the whole game, and if it's cold, you get to move around. So that's not a bad thing, and that's pretty. Give me your uh, the, the the argument I'm getting from a lot of people is saying that, that it's it's older people with tickets that want to sit and don't want to be a part of the the action, so to speak. You tell me what it's like in your section. Well, we've got kind of a mixture, and there are a couple of uh, older guys, and they kind of complain a little bit when they have to stand but um and this was uh now now with people standing all the time well that's been in december and they don't come for those games in december so they couldn't sell them to friends or whatever so um but you know i've looked around as people have been standing the whole time and you know older people i'm 62 but you know um you know the guys that are in their 70s or 80s i see them stand and they seem to be okay with it there you no one go. grumbles that bad i mean if everyone's doing you you can't object too much i mean i'm not going to sit right. and have everybody stand in front of me and miss the play so um i guess that's up to them and obviously if it takes away their interest uh they uh, may not continue to come to the games but yeah there's a proper uh, time and place for it i get it no doubt yeah. and if everybody's yeah. standing and it's a raucous crowd i mean that that bodes well for the home team so i'm, I'm not yeah. you know i'm not down yeah. on that well, you know, the other thing, too, the Packers, you know, LaFleur and people in the, in the media uh, or on talk shows will say, don't sell your tickets to 49er fans. Well, if you want to sell your tickets with mobile tickets and everything, the only way you can do it is online. And if you go through Ticketmaster or StubHub or even sell them to a broker, you have no clue who's going to get there to get your uh, tickets. And obviously the Packers and the NFL has a relationship with Ticketmaster, so on the one hand, right. they're promoting selling tickets to Ticketmaster to people you you don't know, although your seats are protected if something happens and, and they get in trouble. But then they say don't sell to the other team. Well, it's kind of hard to control that. When right. When the NFL does the buyback and program and then sells them to anybody, yeah, that's you know it's defeating its yeah. own purpose. Yeah. Right. Right. No, so I completely get it. Kind of funny when people say sell them to Packer fans. Well. You know, I have a lot of Packer fans in in town here, and they don't want to pay you know face value for this game, 150 or 177. Uh, they'd rather sit at home and enjoy it. So um, sometimes it's hard to find even friends and family to sell to the cold yeah. weather games. Yep. But um, right, not me. I go to every game. I love it, and I'm uh, hoping I can stop by wherever you are in uh, Los Angeles. Hopefully, you make it on Radio Row. Um, I know it's always fun. When We're hoping to, but if we can't, then maybe we just throw a house party. Who knows? All right. Well, make sure you put it on the radio <laughs> and on your Twitter account because I'll stop over. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board eight seven seven eight six seven. Well, maybe we'll do that. You know. I know we're, we, there's a couple of different parties that we've been invited to. I know that there's a cigar event. We go to that every year. Um, uh, Shaq's Funhouse, which is on Friday night out in L.A. just before Super Bowl, uh, where Shaquille O'Neal does this private party, this big private jam, and then he DJs because, uh, in case you didn't know, the Diesel's a DJ. So, But I, I don't know what else because uh, I don't know if the players are having the party, if the media party's going on, all these mix and mingle things. I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, it's going to be like. But you know what? It's kind of like, you know, we just want to go. We want to be there. We want to be a part of it. We, we're hoping that, the, obviously, the Packers are there regardless so we're just we're excited for it, man. We're excited. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to chime in? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. 
Give us a shout. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, uh, big game coming up this weekend. Packers are going to win. Book it. I put 150 bucks down in Vegas when I was out there for the Packers to win it all. It looks like I'm going to be bringing the cash home. Also put down 100 bucks for MVP, Aaron Rodgers, hands down. Uh, well, kudos to you, man. So when were you in Vegas, though? How long ago were you in Vegas? When the price was, was still pretty good or as the season wound down? Give me that. Uh, he also wants to know, how was Giannis's knee after last night? I don't know if you saw that. Giannis driving down the lane. I mean, his feet just went out from underneath him last night. And uh, he ended up going down. It was almost like in the replay, it looked like he hyperextended his knee. Now, he came back and played in the game. And he played really well. But today would be the day that if you're going to be sore, today's the day you're going to be sore. So I don't know. I haven't heard a status update on Giannis at this point. But he came back and played in the game last night as the Bucks got a win. So, uh, But I have not heard anything today. So it wouldn't surprise me if he's sore. They give him a night off coming up. Maybe they give him one of those load management rest days just to make sure his knee's good. But uh, he came back and played in the game. So I wasn't. You know, it was. It, I think it was uglier than it actually was, and I don't know if there was water on the court or just just some sweat or what. What I mean, you would assume it's sweat, but I don't know what it was. But man, he just he went down. He just he went to drive the hoop, and it was off to the uh, right side of the basket, and his his just foot it, just like he was on ice. It just went flat out right up from from, uh, from underneath him, no doubt. Um, Robin says, why have seats at the game if you want to stand the entire time, which I'm fine with, uh, designated sections of the stadium as stand all the time sections, then people would bitch that they can't sit down, right? Possibly. That's the, that's the old adage of you're never happy, you know, can't please everybody all the time. You got to have somebody complain about something. Otherwise, you're not doing it right, right? Correct? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a final day of practice before taking on the 49ers Saturday night here at Lambeau Field. A surprise move, the Packers releasing third-year defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki after he was benched on Christmas Day in the Browns game. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... Uh... I'm, I'm not going to get into personnel stuff with you guys. You know, Goody, obviously, with Matt, you know, they do a great job with all of our personnel and all of our personnel decisions. You know, we kind of take the approach, who's ever here, we're going we're gonna to coach the hell out of. You know, obviously, a decision was made. He's, he's not here anymore. Receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling sat out practice yesterday, still dealing with a back injury. Randall Cobb is expected to be available after recovering from core muscle surgery just eight weeks ago. How did he do it? Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. I, I mean, it's unbelievable, first and foremost. Such a credit to Randall. I mean, what he's done to get back. Uh, to this uh, level to be able to play in this playoff game is amazing. Now the Packers are coming off a narrow win over Cleveland, a win over the Vikings, who fired their coach, and a loss in Detroit. The 49ers head into this one after impressive wins on the road against the Rams and the Cowboys. Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard. They definitely had a really good game for those teams. Um, you know, I think for us going forward, we know that they're probably not going to play the same way just because of who we got back there slinging the rock around and everything. So, um, but we all know having Aaron, every defensive coordinator 
Um, they're always going to drop something new that we didn't have really in the game plan. And former Packers receiver and NFL analyst James Jones was on the Bill Michaels show. What is this week leading up to this game, having a bye, trying to shake off some rust? What is this week like? Man, you know what? It's exciting because you know that you're two games away. You know, everything that you work for, everything that you've been through, all the offseason stuff that – we are two games away. I remember when we had bye weeks and we entered into the playoffs, you know, and that's why when you lose, it hurts that much more because you know that you got to start this thing all over again. That's James Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go out and see my buddy Craig, the GM out there. If you're looking for a bike, uh, they're starting to get the 2022s in. They still have a pretty good size uh, of inventory for used. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. And whether it's motor clothes, parts, service, some of the events that are coming up, don't forget they have the biggest, baddest, and best, best party over the uh, hometown rally Labor Day weekend out of anybody, hands down, hands down. Start preparing for that. And that is also our landing spot for the uh, for the ride this year, again, for our ride for Fisher House, which we're going to start promoting probably here in the next month and starting uh, opening up pre-registration for that, which always takes place the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. So please, if you are a rider, spread the word. Also want to say thanks to our, our friends out at Skipper Butts. Uh, Todd and the gang out there are so great. And uh, treat us so well. And they have new boats coming in all the time. Get a hold of the GM is Todd. Just call out there, 262-544-1200. Call out, and whether it's a yacht, pontoon, sport and deck boat, fishing boat, they've got it all. But call Todd. Say, Todd, Bill Michael sent me. Todd's a GM. He's the guy that can make the deals. Say, we're looking for a new boat. We're looking for a used boat. We're looking for something for this season. Or we want to trade one in. We want to sell one, whatever it happens to be. Uh, they can help you because they're looking for the inventory as well. But new boats, finally, after all the uh, the log jam for such a long time, all starting to come in. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. That is skipperbuds.com. And get a hold of the uh, GM over there, Todd, 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. Uh, let's get back to the phone call. Let's talk to our buddy Bruce. Bruce, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hung up. Nope, he went down. Bruce and go. Hey, by the way, uh, a note came out from Pro Football Talk. Imagine this. No active rostered player from any of the remaining eight teams have landed on the COVID list. How about that? Suddenly, in the NFL, come playoff time, divisional round weekend, four games remaining, eight teams still left. Nobody's got COVID. Correction, correction, pro football talk coming back. Correction. Now they they retweeted. Hang on, hang on. It says pro football talk, and I will read it specifically uh, verbatim. Correction, one active rostered player has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list this week. Titans cornerback Greg Mobbin, who played in five regular season games. The token COVID patient. Just to say, we're doing our job. Just to say, we're doing our job. 
There you go. One COVID patient. That's it. Everybody else pretty healthy. Which either one of two things. Either one, all the teams are doing anything and everything via the uh, protocol. Uh, Or two, most teams, it's already gone through the team. Everybody's ended up on the list at one point or another. Therefore, they're not being tested or what have you. Which is very possible. Uh, Or... Or they're not testing as often. So I don't know. Couldn't honestly tell you. But it's good news. Good news in every facet for the Green Bay Packers. Take it. Um, Janice says heading up to the game this weekend, is Randall Cobb activated yet? Um, As far as I know, he has not been activated yet. They're going to make some moves here in the next day. And 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 first of all, you want to make sure that Zedarius and Whitney Merciless and Randall Cobb are all ready to go. They are all practicing. They are all feeling good. They are all going to be able to contribute. Because what you don't want is somebody to come off of the active list, you cut somebody loose, and all of a sudden this guy's got a pain, he's got a twinge, he's got a tweak, he's got a, a muscle issue, he's got something that's not right still, from their injury, and they can't participate and they can't help you, suddenly you have a depth issue. So, no, as far as I know, uh, he has not been activated. And I'm sitting here right now just looking through all of this uh, to make sure that, uh, as a matter of fact, Randall Cobb today will be speaking to the media, so they will be activating him. Yes, he will be He will be uh, talking to the media. He will be activated. Also, Matt LaFleur is later today. Uh, Devondre Campbell is later today. Russell Douglas is later today. So all of those guys are going to be talking to the media via the Zoom later this afternoon. So uh, Russell Douglas, Devondre Campbell, and Matt LaFleur, obviously, no problem. But uh, Randall Cobb, yes, he's going to be talking to the media and that would then indicate to all of us that, yes, he is back. He is back. Uh, the Packers also, by the way, announced they have a limited amount of standing room only tickets. Standing room only. So you, you won't have a seat, but you can stand the whole time, which apparently many of you do anyway. Uh, but they have, uh, it's behind section 432 and 442 on the fourth level of Lambeau Field. The standing room only tickets go for 87 bucks a piece plus feet. There you go. They're currently online, and you can just go to Packers.com and, and see all the information there. But they just uh, announced a little while ago they have standing room only tickets. With a, with a, They say with the playoffs now underway, the team needs Packers fans to help amplify Lambeau Field's home field advantage. There you go. Ticket holders who cannot use their tickets themselves are urged to share their tickets with only Packers fans. To ensure that Lambeau Field is the most supportive environment possible for the green and gold. As tickets now are mobile, the process of transferring tickets to other fans is easier than ever. I didn't know that. Going back to our comment before from our season ticket holder, he said, look, if you're going to get your money back for them, you pretty much have to go to the secondary market. So there you go. If you're going to give them away or sell them, you know, get something out of them. But again, I'm not going to tell anybody what money to make and what money to not make. So if, if, if you can sell your tickets for 150 bucks for face value to a neighbor, or you can put them on the secondary market and make 500 bucks off, off of them, I get it. I'm not going to tell you not to make money. But look, Lambeau Field's going to be a fortress to begin with anyway. 
without a doubt. I'm not overly concerned about it. It's going to be good to go. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, find us. It's a great way to call the program and chime in. Uh, by the way, Mark Schofield from NFL Wire. We've had him on before. Mark's a good guy. Going to break down the rest of the divisional weekend, not just the 49ers coming into Lambeau Field to take on the Packers, but we'll talk about the first game on the dock of the Bengals and the Titans, Rams and Buccaneers, Bills and Chiefs. We're going to talk about all of them in the divisional round weekend. That is all coming up. So Mark Schofield is going to join us coming up next. And then don't forget, at the bottom, at the bottom of the next hour, uh, coming up about 35 minutes from now, we're going to go out to uh, out to the 49er territory, the San Jose Mercury East Bay Times and 95-7 the game, which is a huge stick out there. Their insider, Cam Inman, love talking to Cam, good dude, He's going to join us today at the bottom of the hour. So that is coming up, and we're going to get the whole, we're going to get the scoop on Jimmy G, we're going to get the scoop on Bosa, is he coming back, Warner, how bad is that ankle injury, all that kind of stuff. That's all coming up. That's all coming up. Got a lot to go. Got a lot to go. Bill Michaels Show, we continue to rock on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles Old 109. Jeff and Alicia, they're fantastic people. Whether it's right off of the uh, the interstate there on 94 out near Summit, Oconomowoc. You don't have to be a biker to go there. they got a great fish fry, too, by the way. Or you're going out to Watertown and Stoles Old 109. Either way, you can't go wrong. Hospitality, good music, great place to watch the games. Family fun, biker fun, lots of fun. They're just good people. Check out Stoles Old 109 at Stoles Hog Alley. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 